This mysterious episode of the Spark and Manga Review contains adult language, mature situations, terminal diseases, violent acts, the statute of limitations, lack of communication between family members, and what a man will do with nothing to lose. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 288, A Father's Love Knows No Bounds. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and varying reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. This is your host Zan saying konnichiwa, aloha, buongiorno, and what's up? I hope you had a great weekend. Mine was pretty good. Relaxed, chill, and I definitely had to take the weekend off because that last episode, that fucked with my head so much. But, you know, it's all good. Life is good, things are good, and uh, spend some quality time with people makes things a lot better, and also gives you a lot of good perspective. Also, it's a good weekend. This was a really relaxed and fun and just chilled out weekend. So, now that that's out of the way, uh, actually, let me welcome all of our new listeners. Hello, welcome to another to a new episode of the Spyrokin Manga. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Every episode, I'll talk about one or two manga titles and tell you the pros and cons about it. How the art style is, the characters are, the plot, and basically everything that you need to know about it. And you don't have to agree with anything that I or if I have a co-host say, whatever we say about it. But we try to be informative, educational, entertaining, and impartial so that we don't just throw our own thoughts about it. You don't have to agree with us. You can actually conflict with us or you can actually email me personally at xan, that's zan, at s-p-i-r-a-k-n, and tell me what you think about the mangas we talk about, and if you agree with them or not. Now, if you want to check out any of our earlier episodes or the various podcasts we've talked about, you know, we talk, besides the manga review, we do movie review, game review, con reviews, you can check them all out at spirekin.com, s-p-i-r-a-k-n. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Apple Music, Spotify, Player.fm, Stitcher, YouTube, and several other social media sites. And if you are following us, thank you for following us. Uh, Leave us some comments. You can direct message me personally. Or if you're on Instagram, definitely, and I do appreciate it, if you tag me in various events. If you see me at a con, tag me, take a picture, and I will retweet and and like your comments and... Better yet, if I'm at a con, you go to all my panels and you retweet and you like and you tag me, you might win some cool stuff, including manga and or video games. So check it out. So now that that's out of the way, let's get to actually the review of the episode because this is a review that I haven't done for a while. I've actually read this manga a while ago. I found it through some very interesting means. I never spun it on the wheel of manga until recently, because in the last episode I spun it and it landed on finally. And I'm actually really excited to talk about this one because it's one that has become a staple on my 20 manga recommendations for grown-up panels, because I've done contemporary manga, mystery manga, drama manga, live-action manga, family manga, and this does appear a lot because it is such an influential and a unique manga series. More important than that, it's one which I'm surprised it has not been picked up by various licensing groups. I think this would be right up Vertical Inc.'s alley, would be right up Yen Press's alley, and Kodansha, get your ass on this, because this one you would really enjoy and like. So, the manga we're talking about that I spun was drawn by Fukumoto Nobuyuki. Now, this is the guy that made 
Kaiji. And when you look at it, it does not look like it was made by Kaiji. It actually looks like it was made by Naoki Urasawa because the characters have big noses and they're drawn in a very interesting style. Now, that would probably be because it was drawn by Kawaguchi Keiji as opposed to, you know, Nobuyuki's regular art style. So it does have a different artist. And that works especially for what this story is about. And it is a story which is kind of near and dear to my heart in a weird sort of way. And this would be a great movie. It was made in 1999, and there are three volumes. And it is released by Kodansha, so Kodansha definitely should pick this up. And it is a sentence psychological drama mystery story that is known simply as Life Existence or Saison Life. This is a mystery story that has a time limit to it in a very unique way. It's not like when we talked about the promised Neverland where the kids had to escape before they were harvested away. No. This is one where the ticking clock is not one, but they're two ticking clocks that are coinciding with each other. It's almost as if fate has decided for this to happen because of this. The manga opens up with our main character, Takeda, who is a man who he has a successful life. However, his wife died a few years back, and his daughter has disappeared. And he's going to the doctor's office because he hasn't been feeling well. And his doctor reveals to him that he has liver cancer and he has six months to live. So he's dying. And this is really traumatic for him because of the fact that his wife, Naomi, the love of his life, died of liver and pancreatic cancer. So this is the same thing that took his wife. And he saw how hard it was for her, how painful it was, and all of the horrible things that she went through. So he is really stressed out about this. More important than that, he feels like he has nothing left. I mean, he's doing really good at his job. They're about to promote him to senior vice president. His life is going really well because he's worked his ass off. And things are not looking good for him because he's dying in six months. It's really, really bad. So he decides he's going to take his options and just go with the thing which seems most logical to him because he has no one in his life anymore. He has no reason to live, and he's dying, so he's going to kill himself. So he decides to hang himself in his house. He sets it up. He gets the chair. He gets the noose. He's ready to hang himself, and his phone rings. He doesn't care. He's going to hang himself, and it picks up. It is Tokyo PD. They have discovered the remains of his daughter, and they need him there to identify the remains. And his daughter's been missing for 15 years. So he goes, turns out his daughter, they found it, and she was apparently murdered. There's evidence that there was a struggle. She's found in the back seat of a car that was buried. And on, in the car where she was found, there's evidence of that she was tied. There's evidence that there's a struggle. There's a weird number that's written in the dash in the roof of the trunk so on the roof she etched something but she died and this is horrible it's traumatic because his daughter's been missing for years and he doesn't know what to do he's like oh my god my daughter Sawako what happened who did this to you and he's trying to figure out what happened and the police say there's not much we can do sir unfortunately the statute of limitations ends in six months 
Now, if you want to investigate on your own, you're more than welcome to. But just to let you know that whoever did this, if they're not caught in the next six months, they're going to get away scot-free. So now you see. He realizes that he has six months exactly to live. Unless he does chemo. And he's not going to do chemo. He's going to take the six months he has left to avenge his daughter to find out what happened to her. And discover what happened and bring this guy to justice before he dies. Because that's the amount of time that his wife, that he thinks his wife gave him to save their daughter's memory in their life. So he ends up going on a journey to discover what happened to his daughter, trace her steps, find out where she went, who she was with, and more importantly, who would dare do this to his daughter and why he did this to his daughter. And he has the statute of limitations, and he's sick, and he's dying. So it's a really compelling and intriguing story because he shirks off the doctor. So at any time, he could get very sick. He could collapse. He could just, it could be over for him. And this motivation is the one thing that's keeping him going. And you sympathize with Takeda. And more importantly, that you follow him on this journey. And you see the things that he did not see. You see that the things he thought about his daughter may have not been true. He didn't know his daughter. He thought he did, but he didn't. There are aspects of his daughter that he never noticed. Maybe it's her love of art. Maybe it's the places she wanted to go or the things she wanted to see. Or maybe the fact that she did love her parents. or that, And she didn't want to run away. It's all of these factors which make this such an engaging and intriguing story. Now, I'm not going to talk anymore about the plot. Because this is so spoiler heavy if I talk about it. It could ruin your experience with it because this is such a golden story. And the art style is top-notch. It fits it so well. And like I said, it's very similar to the old boy Naoki Urasawa-esque realistic character design that works so well. The backgrounds are not photorealistic, but they fit this world. And they don't seem like they're just phoned in. Especially when you look at Fukumoto's other work. When you look at Kaiji, the characters are cartoonish. The designs are weird. They seem outlandish and fanciful. This is very grounded in a very different art style and a very different style than what you expect from him. <coughs> and I've got to say, it works out really well. I would love to see some of his other work if he did other things. I mean, I love his gambling stuff. I love Akagi. But I'd love to see what he would do if they gave him a long-term mystery series like Monster or like Old Boy. You'd, wanna, you'd be on the seat of your chair just wondering what's going to happen next. Who did it? What's going on? And for that reason, I have to give Saison Life really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will open, your soul before to the great zone of Blue Star, our highest rating. This is an amazing story. It is dark. It is twisted. It leads you on various different paths till you get to the conclusion of this. And I'm not going to tell you what happens because you do wonder, will he catch the guy? Will he die? Or will things go horribly wrong? Because he has six months and he has nothing except for the location of his daughter's remains and a number. That's all he has. There are no, he has super clues. And this guy is not a professional investigator. This guy is an actuary. He knows the bare minimum of investigation for insurance purposes. That's it. And he has nothing but a, his time and his money because he did quit his job to do this. So he took all of his, the money he invested into it 
to resolve this situation. So that's all he's got. And you have to see what he does. Now, I could go further into this, but I'm not going to because I don't want to spoil it. But the art is great. Characters are great. And I think that Kodansha and Vertical need to jump on this immediately and release this series. It is amazing. Now, Mr. Vertical, uh, marketing director, if you're listening to this, pick up this series. You really need to try and get it. It is great. It is truly worth it, and I think that fans would enjoy it. Even if... Even the fact that there isn't a lot of action in this, it is well-paced and it is dramatic and it keeps you on the edge of your seat wondering where it's going to go. So, that's all I could say because I don't want to spoil anymore. But, check it out, read it, email me what you think about it, if you enjoyed it, if you didn't. Now, like I said, fortunately you cannot get this through certain means. I found the original copy in a store and I just loved the artwork and I was just perusing it. I read it through Google Translate. Then I found uh, another copy through Alternative Means. But check it out. I guarantee you will enjoy it. So with that in mind, remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spocker.com. You can email me personally at zanspocker.com or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those little sites that you can check out in the show notes. And before I forget, the question of the day is going to be, if you only had six months to live, would you try to resolve a plot against you or would you give up? Let us know. Leave a comment in the show notes. So now with that in mind, let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga! Except no substitutes. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that number is going to have a manga associated with it. So we're going to spin and the number it lands on. That's where we're reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 289. 11 episodes till episode 300. And more importantly than that, we're almost at 10 year anniversary. So I am excited for this. So. So let's spin that one, that only in the Wheel of Manga to review the next episode. And to be on the safe side, I've actually moved the Wheel of Manga over to seven. And hopefully, if math works, we will not actually be in four, five, six, because we've been stuck on four, five, six for the last couple of episodes. It's been happening over and over and over again. And a lot of people have been commenting on this. So let's spin and see if we're going to get eight or two or three. Let's see. Come on, no whammies, no whammies. It's a very good wheel. It just has been bouncing and very weird. Number seven! Hooray! Finally something different! It's number seven! Oh, thank God. I thought I was stuck in the time warp. Anyway, so yeah, so in the next episode, we're going to be reviewing Flying Witch. This is a new series that was released by Vertical Inc., and I picked it up at Anime Boston. And it's based on another series, which, well, it's based on an anime series, but we'll review that when it comes in the next episode. So... I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a great week. I'll catch you next time. And this is your host, Zan, saying, I'm Gonsville. Read more manga.
Thank you.